Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it is the Rob Carson Show. It's uh, Wednesday. Hello and welcome to it. Already August the 3rd. Big night last night for uh, Republicans and for those who uh, are supporters of Donald Trump and, I might add, uh, endorsed by Donald Trump. Because right now, and it's still that way, if Donald Trump gives you an endorsement, chances are you're going to win. You are, uh, you're going to win. I mean, unless there's some sort of an odd, some sort of a a blip on the radar that might cause you to uh, lose if you're a Trump uh, supported uh, person, by and large, if you kiss the ring, you are going to be the candidate. And we're going to get into uh, that and the reaction from uh, the media. Some uh, January 6th uh, uh, Republicans, people who uh, voted for Trump's impeachment, uh, went bye bye last night, went bye bye. Career is over. Good luck. Good luck in the private sector. We wish you the very best. Still waiting on Carrie Lake's official victory speech in Arizona. Right now ahead by about 12,000 votes in the state of Arizona, despite uh, Democrats in Arizona doing their level best to uh, cheat, uh, steal, uh, you know, cover up ballots, uh, send in uh, ballots with non-magic signatures, and all that stuff. They're trying that. They're trying to do the, uh, you know, move the uh, the board pieces around overnight like they did in 2020. But it doesn't look like it's going to, uh, it's going to help them. But I do want to start with something that I uh, I talked about yesterday. Right now, I live in the state of Kansas. I have for about six years. I moved to uh, the Kansas City area to pursue a radio job at a radio station there. The radio station decided that I was too expensive to uh, to continue my contract there so they let me go to save them a little money and then that's cool I don't blame them. I'm, I don't blame them. but I was uh, I moved to the Kansas side of the Kansas City area I'm not sure exactly why but anyway I live Johnson County Kansas uh, Johnson County Kansas is a fairly liberal uh, bastion in the state of uh, Kansas. Very wealthy, by the way. And well, I live on the wrong side of the tracks. I live over off Santa Fe. And, you know, it's, uh, you know it's, it's not like wrong side of the tracks, but it's not exactly the right side of the tracks. It's not like, you know, parts of Johnson County and uh, near Kansas City that are like, woo, and mansions and all that stuff. Uh, I, I, we don't live there. We don't live there. We have a little uh, fixer-upper over here, a 1987 house and and we live here. And, uh, and you know, I've lived in a bunch of different places. I've lived in uh, Maryland. I'm glad I moved out of Maryland just because of uh, uh, when uh, Trump was the president. It was a very bad place for Trump voters to live. And then uh, COVID and all the BS that Larry Hogan and Democrats uh, perpetrated on the children there. And then, of course, all the CRT and gender nonsense being taught in Maryland schools. I was glad to get the hell out of there. Uh, Minneapolis is wonderful. Lived in Minneapolis. Very left of center, by the way. Glad I don't live there anymore because it burned down in the summer of 2020 and it hasn't gotten much better. So let's see. Where else have I lived? In uh, Illinois, Illinois, uh, hell on earth. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Illinois lived in Springfield, Illinois for about six months. Did a radio show job there. Welcome to radio. Uh, lived in Cincinnati. Love me some Cincinnati. Cincinnati, great, great state, great town. Lived on the Kentucky side there. Uh, and then, uh, and then, where else have I lived? Springfield, uh, Missouri. That's where I met my wife. Lovely town. Lovely, beautiful, like, uh, close to Branson and all that stuff. And the, the beautiful lake, Truman Lake down there and all that. The Table Rock, I should say. And, uh, and very nice. And there are a lot of great things about that state. Kansas. Uh, you know, Kansas is, uh, Kansas is, uh, 
a good place to raise a family. Kansas is a good place for your kids to go to school because the schools here are absolutely outstanding. Uh, one of the negatives, Kansas, relatively flat. The highest point in Kansas is literally a speed bump. It's like right up the street from me. There is a speed bump right there. Highest point in Kansas. I, I see people trying to hike up there all the time. It takes them about... 25 seconds, no, actually about five seconds, to climb the, uh, the, the highest point in Kansas, which is the speed dump at the top of the uh, small hill at the end of my block. Uh, do I plan on living in Kansas the rest of my life? No, I don't. And it's nothing against Kansas. It's just not my thing. I need to be closer to some things. I'd kind of like to be a little closer to mountains. I'd like to be a little closer to history. I'd like to be a little bit closer to uh, the ocean. You know, and, that, and that's the only thing, really. Uh, and then, of course, there's this whole, uh, you know, uh, this act yesterday, the uh, the Kansas, uh, the people of Kansas voted to keep unfettered abortion in Kansas. And there was this uh, there was this uh, amendment that, that was proposed where people said, hey, here's the deal. We're not going to eliminate abortion altogether in the state of Kansas. We're not. We're going to put some restrictions on it. We are going to say it has to happen early. Uh, we want to make sure it doesn't happen as often as it has. We want to make sure that it, it isn't just used as birth control, which is what has happened with regard to Roe v. Wade for the last uh, 50, almost 50 years, where 60 million babies have uh, never been, uh, never seen the light of day because uh, somebody said, hey, I'll pay for your abortion. That's part of it. Uh, about 93% of abortions are uh, in this country because of uh, uh, birth control. That's what they, they use it for. That said, uh, living in Kansas, I got a lot of the mayor, mailers and I got a lot of the flyers and, and I, I voted yes to, uh, to limit abortion in the state of Kansas. Do I want abortion to become completely illegal in Kansas? No, I think there are some exceptions. Um, I'm very grateful that my, uh, my biological mother did not uh, use one of those exceptions, which was that she was sexually assaulted and she went, and said, went ahead and, uh, and had me. So that's really cool. But yesterday, in a state like uh, states like Iowa and so many, they are controlled by liberal bastions, including uh, Johnson County, including Lawrence, Kansas, the University of Kansas, Manhattan, Kansas. That's where the uh, University K State is, and, and consequently, a lot of uh, lefties voted, and uh, they decided to just leave abortion as is. Right now, you essentially can come to Kansas when you're eight months pregnant and have the baby removed and uh, murdered right there in front of you. Uh, and then the reason why this passed is uh, because a lot of money was dumped into the state from outside leftist groups trying to prop this up like some sort of victory now that Roe v. Wade has gone uh, bye bye has gone bye bye uh, A lot of money being spent and a lot of lies being told. And, and they were very, very um, misleading in their mailers. Uh, there is at least one person in my household who voted no, said let's go ahead and keep uh, abortion uh, unfettered in the state of Kansas. Uh, I believe that that person does not realize that uh, the, uh, the amendment that I was voting for would just limit abortions and not uh, make it illegal altogether. But that said... You know, that's fine. you got, you got to live with um, the possibility that uh, babies are going to be killed until the day they're born. I actually already got a, a text from someone I know this morning uh, basically bragging that, this, uh, that uh, people said no, and now you can get unfettered abortion in the state of Kansas. And I just said, you know my story, right? Just, you know, thought you should know when you're, 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 you're dancing around and you're all happy. Uh, you know my story. Right? I thought you should know that story. Yeah. And then also, you know, a whole lot of babies are going to die because of this.
But see, um, as with so many things, if a liberal Democrat can't see it, it doesn't exist. You know, like a, like a recession. There's no re- I don't see it. Joe Biden doesn't see a recession. Where the hell's a recession? You know, uh, it just kind of happens that way. It's uh, women in the in Afghanistan. Their lives are a living hell now. Children can't go to school anymore. Little girls can't go to school anymore. Uh, it is abject poverty, drug addiction rising, people starving to death as a terrorist organization is in charge. But, you know, Democrats don't care because they can't see it. They can't see it. They, they don't think that uh, you are struggling because, you know, they don't fill their car with gas. They send somebody to Whole Foods in D.C. to get their groceries and have them uh, come back to their little apartment uh, that they have. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't, uh, they don't see it, then it, of course, doesn't exist. But it does. That said, uh, I guess the positive here is that maybe, because uh, honestly, there's uh, uh, Kansas doesn't have much for tourism. People don't, they don't run big tourism campaigns for Kansas. And there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, Kansas. You drive out there, it's uh, the wide open spaces. You see some prairies and stuff. And then out west, you see their red sands. My mother is from uh, a little town out there in, uh, in western Kansas that we went to uh, a number of times when I was a kid. But uh, Kansas, honestly, it's like uh, you, you run a commercial for Kansas, like, come to Kansas for the ski. Well, no, no, not exactly. No, maybe water skiing. If you can find a lake, you might try that. But as far as skiing, no. Come for the uh, the beaches. Well, no, no. There's a few little beaches, the man-made beaches and little lakes around uh, Kansas and all that. But honestly, eh, not so much. But if you look at some states in the nation with regard to unfettered abortion, why fly to California when you can come to Kansas? Uh, you know, you, you may not be able to, uh, you know, hike in mountains and you may not be able to go skiing and you may not be able to lay out at the beach and, and you know, uh, go see anything that's older than like, I don't know, 150 years old as far as history is concerned. But by God in heaven, you can come to Kansas and have that baby aborted right up to birth, right up to, uh, to birth. So it was a, a big victory for, uh, for those. But don't, don't let it fool you because, uh, oddly enough, the, uh, the approval rating for the Supreme Court went up since Roe v. Wade was rescinded. You did. So you can dump millions and millions of dollars into a state with large liberal enclaves and lie about... Uh, what this is all about, and then I have a slavish media involved. All of the local TV stations and newspapers, they were completely down with un- unfettered access to abortion in Kansas, and, and the uh, putting the restrictions on it was essentially, oh, they're going to take away abortion altogether. That was a lie. That was like saying that, well, Clarence Thomas doesn't want good, uh, 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 interracial marriage because he voted for Roe v. Wade. It makes about as much sense as, as that. And, uh, and yesterday, uh, you know, I, I, day before yesterday, I was driving over by my gym. I saw all these nice people out there, and they're supporting pro-life, and they're Christian, and there's teenage girls out there, you know, with their moms and dads, and people driving by in their little Priuses with coexist bumper stickers on the back, spelled in religious symbols, screaming, F you. An 18-year-old pro-life uh, volunteer was punched, shoved, and cursed by a woman after the volunteer knocked on the door of a home right near me in lovely Overland Park, Kansas. Grace Harstock was going door-to-door. Her name is Grace. Isn't that nice? She was going door-to-door Sunday in Overland Park to let uh, residents know about Tuesday's ballot measure to amend the state constitution and declare there's no right to an abortion in Kansas. At one uh, one home, one, the woman uh, at the door told uh, Harstock, no, I'm sorry, I don't think you want to talk to us. And uh, as she was, uh, you know, uh, heart, as Grace was uh, politely thanking her and walking away, uh, heard uh, somebody inside near screaming and fr- inside some of the house. Said, uh, don't apologize to her, Mom. 
Uh, with that, the screaming woman ran out of the house, began chasing Harstock, yelling at her, uh, after which she shoved her in the chest with both hands, began hitting her in the head with closed fists. Harstock tried to protect herself and run away, and the attacker's mother told the daughter to stop the violence. This, uh, according to Students for Life, the organization was out there doing nice things instead of, you know, I don't know, uh, sucking on fentanyl. Anyway, uh, the, uh, the woman continued to, to follow the teenage girls down the street and said, I hope you get raped, and I hope you get run over by a car. So there you go. There you go. Harstock noted uh, that it's unfathomable that the pro-choice movement thinks uh, uh, claims to be pro-woman and yet attacks women who don't agree with their narratives. It's not surprising to me that a person who advocates for violence in the womb would hesitate to attack the pro-life woman like myself. And you're right. They're an ugly, violent mob. Those who are all in favor of, uh, of uh, uh, unvetted abortion are an ugly, violent uh, what am I thinking of the word? Vulgar mob. Uh, they're vulgarians. That's what they are. There's nothing associated with faith. I got a, a text this morning. Where the hell was this? I posted something this morning, and it said, uh, a big F you, a big middle finger uh, to me personally, and said that uh, by uh, uh, allowing, uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll share it. I've got it here. It's pretty good, though, but I wrote back, and I said, wow, you really, uh, you're just a sad, sad person, because uh, otherwise, why engage this kind of behavior? I mean, honestly, why, why engage it? So uh, that's going on in the state of Kansas. If you think it's a victory for the pro-choice movement and pro-abortion, um, you're really uh, sadly mistaken. It was a giant lie campaign propped up with massive out-of-state money. And, uh, and the, the state is run by very liberal bastions, very left of center. So that's why that happened here. On the positive note, Trump beat the crap out of everybody. I've got audio from that coming up. Your phone calls are welcome here at 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. SS by Tanix sets sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I was just like, it's your body. Who the f am I to tell you what to do with your body? So that always made sense. All right. However, I still think you're killing a baby. <laughs> See? That's where it gets weird. Like, I sit on the fence and the whole thing makes sense to me. Whatever anybody's saying, like, don't tell you what to do. It's my body, my choice. That's right, man. She's right. Leave it the hell alone. Why are you killing a baby? Well, I mean, there is that. No, there is that, yeah. <laughs> the whole baby killing thing, yeah, that's part of this. I mean, you know, if we're going to be honest, that is the whole purpose of the procedure. Yeah. You know, you're not going in there because you got an earache. You're going in there because you're like, I got a baby in me. Get it the f*** out of here. That is Bill Burr. Bill Burr, left-leaning Bill Burr, who, by the way, is very, very pro-life. I know it sounds kind of, he's, he's in an interracial marriage, he's got biracial children, and he's pro-life. It's kind of funny that way. But you know what, honestly, if you can't see the babies being torn from their wombs and thrown into a dumpster like they did in, New, in, in Washington, D.C., uh, just a couple months ago, they found a, a truck outside of a uh, late-term abortion clinic, and they, they got a box, uh, and inside the box were all of these uh, babies that could have actually...
actually lived outside of the womb, and, and the, the mayor of D.C. just let it go. Just kind of like all those black lives that are lost in uh, inner cities. It only matters if a white cop shoots a black person. Otherwise, it doesn't mean D-word for Richard. But that's the uh, world we live in. And I'm just going to say about, and I'm not saying those who are, uh, who voted in favor of uh, not allowing some restriction on abortion in the state of Kansas are bad people. I think they are uh, very misinformed, uh, and they've been played. And generally, if you just look at the front page and it says, Kansas wants to outlaw abortions, women are going to die of coat hanger abortions in alleys, which is not happening nationally at all and never did. That was a lie. But if you're just going to pay attention to the headlines and what you see on the local television stations, all of them in the entire state and all the newspapers, all of them in the entire state, then you're probably going to go, you know, I want to keep abortion safe and legal in Kansas. When actually what you're doing is you're making it unfettered and you can kill a baby at any time. Uh, and also the thing, uh, the, uh, uh, the restrictions on abortion would have included uh, your tax money in the state of Kansas not going to pay for abortion. Oh, you know, oh, that's terrible. Blah, blah. Oh, and I found the uh, response to the uh, Getter post that I did this morning. I wrote, uh, and you know, this was by what I, I, I was actively looking ways for ways that living in Kansas could uh, be more unpleasant. And I found it. And then I got this from Adam. Adam writes me, and it's got a, a girl power with a woman's sing, uh, a symbol. With a, a, it's a pink, and it's got a woman's finger with the middle finger sticking up at me. And it says, banning abortion based on the teachings of Christi- Christianity would be establishing a religion to the First Amendment. Okay, first of all, Adam, you're an idiot. All right. Uh, uh, clearly, you're not paying attention. Christianity had nothing to do with this at all. And by the way, there are other faiths and a lot of people who are not of faith who believe in allowing a child to be born because that potential lives in all of us. That's how you got there, Adam. You unpleasant person. There you go. So um, it wasn't about the Bible. God and the Bible are no lo- nowhere anywhere in the uh, in the legislation at all. And uh, and uh, honestly, if you want to go after me on freedom of speech and uh, establishing a religion and all that crap, I will debate you anytime, any day of the week. But you're wrong on this because it had nothing to do with this. It's about life. That's what it's about. It's about the life that you have and the life that someone could have. And you deciding that someone else shouldn't have what you have. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello, Mike, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hi, Rob. Rob, I heard something amazing yesterday morning, very early, on uh, Christian broadcasting. Okay. Uh, by Ken Ham, who is a scientist, but he's a Christian. Uh, and he's doing a series, Life Begins at Conception, and he said this amazing thing. There is a heartbeat at 22 days of life. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we can look at uh, all sorts of ultrasounds. That's one of the reasons why the left doesn't want ultrasounds, uh, doesn't want women who are considering abortion to get an ultrasound, because it makes, it makes the baby real. It, anthropof- it anthropomorphizes the fetus, which it actually makes sense, because anthropomorphizing is make- giving something human-like characteristics. And in this case... It's a human. Uh, Mike, I appreciate your your thoughts on this. Listen, um, my mother, if she had been raped and if the abortifacient RU4086 was ready for her the day after she was raped, I would be down with that because I can't imagine what she went through. But I feel so lucky to have been born for her. I remember I spoke to my sister when she told me 
that I had been, uh, my mother had been raped and, and I was given up for adoption. And, and I said, I'm not sure if your mom would have wanted to meet me because I was the, the product of such a trauma. And she looked at me like, are you kidding? I said, I can't imagine what she went through. Would I have liked to have thanked her? Oh, my God in heaven, yes. Would it have made a difference in her life? I don't know. But honestly, uh, it's it's about life and not religion. All right, more on this and your calls coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Man, uh, August is just flying by. Unbelievable. We have uh, rain where I live today. We had uh, hot weather with uh, sun two weeks ago, so that was caused by climate change. Then it rained for three days, which was caused by climate change. Then uh, it was dry again, which was caused by climate change. And today it's raining again because of climate change. And uh, it also flooded in Missouri and uh, and Kentucky over the uh, last week or so. And Kamala Harris says uh, the reason why it flooded in Missouri was because of uh, we haven't spent enough money on uh, climate change. And uh, I moved from Missouri in 1993 because I had another radio job. Uh, But also uh, there was massive flooding. Uh, right there along the Missouri and Mississippi rivers, which is where it always happens, in a place called the Flood Plain. The Flood Plain. So uh, there you go. I hope that uh, I hope things are good where you are. I just want to mention we are adding a brand new affiliate, WJFM, or I said WJFV, I should say AM, 1650, the voice of Hampton Roads, ladies and gentlemen, in Norfolk, Virginia. And then we are adding... KVI Seattle for our weekend show. And uh, some markets, what they'll do is they will uh, add the weekend show first, kind of, you know, to their toe in the water. And then they go, holy crap, let's put him on during the week. And that's generally the reaction. It's kind of like that. It's holy crap or holy bleep, you know, whatever. But they see the uh, the performance of the show outperforming our main competition in places like Baltimore by 260%, you know, things like that. So... I want to welcome uh, the new WJFV AM 1650 voice of Hampton Roads and, of course, KVI Seattle to the uh, to the fold. Glad to have you uh, here, guys. I, I greatly appreciate you joining and uh, share with others because I know there are a lot of people who, who don't live in these markets where we have stations and you stream the show all over the country in great places like New Hampshire and, and Washington State and, uh, and Kansas where I live. Yeah, all that. So um, this is the New York Times writing this morning. And um, for those who don't understand why Trump-endorsed candidates are kicking arse, it's not because we are members of some sort of a uh, cult, mind-control cult. No, no, no. That happened to America when Barack Obama was the president. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Barack Obama didn't deliver on uh, anything except for, you know, fundamentally changing America. Otherwise, a fairly mediocre president uh, weakened us internationally, uh, you know, spent the crap out of money and the uh, and the economy succeeded slightly uh, in spite of his policies. Then things really blew up when uh, when Donald Trump became the president. And the reason why we like Donald Trump is why, kids? Why do we like Donald Trump? Is it because it's a cult? Is it because, you know, you know we're uh, mind control robots? No, no, it's because he did what he said he was going to do. I didn't want I didn't want to vote for Donald Trump. 
2015, I was like, who is this guy? I've seen him on The Apprentice. I'm not a big fan of this guy. And then, uh, you know, as each of these uh, dominoes fell, as Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and all these, uh, these other candidates fell, emerged this man named Donald Trump, and he really gave the press what fur. And then we saw uh, uh, his opponents attacking Trump supporters in line while they were uh, going to see him speak. And we saw masses of uh, crowds of people, 25, 50,000 people going to see Donald Trump. And then I kind of got it. That uh, he was going to uh, do some things that would shake up the establishment in Washington, D.C. He promised that he would uh, eliminate uh, two regulations for every new one proposed, and he did that, and he promised everything, and he got uh, black unemployment to the lowest rate in recorded history, Hispanic unemployment, lowest rate in history, highest female unemployment in the history of the country, as long as we've been keeping track, all of these things. And then uh, 2020, and he, and, he, and he beat Hillary Clinton, and he, uh, and he ultimately proved that uh, even a, uh, a Russia conspiracy hoax bought and paid for by the Democrat Party couldn't take him down. Couldn't take him down. Back to the New York Times. Primary victories in Arizona and Michigan for allies of Donald Trump on Tuesday reaffirmed his continued influence over the Republican Party. It's about his influence, but it's more importantly his policies and what he did. And who hates him? That's another thing. It's who really hates him. Because the more we hear people who hate Donald Trump, like Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger, the more we uh, boot them out and the more it strengthens our resolve to support Donald Trump and his policies. Uh, And it says, as the former president has sought to cleanse the party of his critics. Really? Really? That's what the Republican Party has tried to do with Trump supporters. And Trump acolytes install loyalists in key swing state offices and scare off potential 2024 rivals with a show of brute political force. You know, he's not forcing anybody into into doing anything. He's just endorsing people. And the people in those states are going, oh, hell yeah, because I know that if Donald Trump endorses my candidate, he stands for what I stand for. That's why Donald Trump didn't give you a clear endorsement of the state of Missouri. He didn't support Eric Greitens because Eric Greitens is a scumbag. And he didn't give an official endorsement for Eric Schmidt because Eric Schmidt had been kind of leaning rhino. And then uh, Hartzler, hell with her, she's a, she's a rhino, she done. And Greitens came in third place. So otherwise, it was, it was a, a force, uh, you know, to be reckoned with. Trump's uh, choice in Arizona for Senate, Blake Masters, won a crowded primary, as did uh, Secretary of State Mark Fincham, an election denier, a denier, who has publicly acknowledged his affirmation with the far-right Oath Keepers Militia Group, which, if you ask anybody in the Oath Keepers, go, what, really? Uh, I don't even know anything about the, uh, they're like QAnon, QAnon, well, really? I have no idea. By Wednesday morning, Mr. Trump's pick in the governor's race, Kerry Lake, had taken a narrow lead over Karen Taylor Robinson, the candidate backed by Mike Pence. And uh, Mike Pence is showing his increased irrelevance because, you know what, he's a toad. And he's an establishment Republican who would not even be on the radar had Donald Trump made him a VP pick. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Rusty Bowers, a Republican speaker of the Arizona House who gained national attention after testifying against Mr. Trump in the January 6th congressional hearings, lost his bed for state Senate in Michigan. A House Republican who voted to impeach Trump, Representative Peter Meyer, was defeated by a former Trump administration official, John Gibbs. And Mr. Trump's last minute a choice for governor, the conservative commentator, Tudor Dixon, who has echoed his false claims of election fraud, easily won her primary.
Well, they're calling it false claims of election fraud, but nobody has proven that it was false. Uh, and I would venture to say anybody who says there wasn't and says you prove that there was election fraud, I'll say prove that the election wasn't stolen. Here's some audio from uh, Peter Meyer talking about January the 6th and, uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, of course, voting for the removal of, uh, of Donald Trump from office. I remember the only message I saw, and this was right after we were evacuated from the House chamber, was um, the only message that I saw from the president. By the way, a couple days after January 6th, the mainstream media was saying there was at least $100 million worth of damage to the interior of the Capitol. Uh, it turns out they opened the Capitol two hours later. There was little, if any damage at all, including smoke damage. Uh, so they lied about that. And then Nancy Pelosi is holding 16,000 uh, hours of videotape inside the Capitol that would show people being peaceful. Was him attacking Mike Pence and, and criticizing Mike Pence, criticizing the vice president, questioning his courage, questioning his patriotism uh, for not uh, just waving a magic wand and, and overturning the election somehow. No, nope, just wanted a hearing. Just wanted a hearing that day, actually. Could have been done. Um, but in, in the moment, I thought, okay, well, that... But Reichstag, there you go. Just one word, Reichstag. Maybe the president isn't seeing what's happening on TV. After we knew that a, a woman had been shot and killed, it was after we knew... Yeah, that was uh, 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 Ashley Babbitt. She was murdered by a Capitol Police officer. She actually tried to prevent a guy from uh, breaking the window out, punched him in the face. Then she proceeded to enter the window and was shot in the neck by a police officer at close range. Uh, he was never investigated at all and never interviewed, just cleared. The dozens of... Capitol Police officers have been injured. Uh, and uh, hundreds of them actually injured uh, the summer of 2020 and also uh, at the protests in front of the White House, which included the attempted arson of uh, St. John's Church. Dozens of Capitol Police officers and Secret Service agencies uh, wounded, including for life. Um, and, and unfortunately, one of them, Officer Brian Sicknick, who was, who was beaten to death with a, a fire extinguisher. That didn't happen. He had a stroke the next day. It was natural causes, another lie. This is why you're no longer in office. Sure, he was still in the hospital then and, um, and wouldn't pass for another day. We actually had uh, his memorial service in the rotunda today. And, and I remember thinking. Yeah, and, and they, it was really quite an embarrassment, actually, for uh, Congress to do that, to use him as a political pawn by putting his body in the Capitol Rotunda, the highest honor you could possibly imagine. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve uh, an honor like that, but it really was quite embarrassing. Here's another uh, Republican who was defeated last night, Dan Newhouse. He was an anti-Trumper and a pro-impeachment uh, hawk. Before the president misinformed and inflamed a violent mob who tore down the American flag. He's wearing a mask. And brutally beat Capitol Police officers. Madam Speaker, we must all do better. Capitol Police officers also let uh, protesters in. Even AOC said, why did the Capitol Police let the protesters in? I don't know, maybe because 14 left-wing groups had actually infiltrated the uh, the Trump speech uh, supporters on January the 6th, and even Newsweek acknowledged that. These articles of impeachment are flawed, but I will not use process as an excuse. There is no excuse for President Trump's actions. The president took an oath to defend the country. Yeah, and uh, he was impeached, and they found no evidence whatsoever that he uh, had uh, created a uh, what they would call an insurgency. It was a lie. It was a gigantic lie. And, and those who uh, voted in that direction, um, you're not being beaten by Trump supporters. You're being beaten by the truth. 
You're being beaten because you decided to bed down with radical leftists who do anything, anything to keep a man out of office who would turn the uh, the swamp upside down, who would uh, who would take those who live high on the hog and spend their entire lives in Washington D.C. telling us how to live ours, who would control every aspect of our lives, shut down our churches, shut down our businesses, uh, and and whatnot. And if, if this is a vote against that, that's what it's a vote against. It's not a vote against uh, or for Donald Trump necessarily, uh, although, you know, the fact that Donald Trump did what he said he was going to do certainly helped. Tuesday's primaries in five states, Arizona, Michigan, Missouri, Kansas, Washington State, kicked off his final six-week stretch of races that will provide the fullest picture of the Republican Party's priorities in 2022. So that is the uh, uh, the news. Uh, Trump back candidates win primaries in Kansas and Missouri. Peter Meyer, bye-bye, hasta la vista, see you later. Uh, the second of the so-called Trump impeachment tend to lose re-election after South Carolina Representative Tom Rice lost to Trump-backed challenger in June. Uh, Washington representatives Jamie Herrera, Butler, and Dan Newhouse were also facing challenges from their own party on Tuesday, but CNN hasn't projected whether they'll be announcing to the uh, general election. We'll find out. And again, we're still waiting on official word out of Arizona with regard to... uh, with Carrie Lake. Blake Masters, yeah, I mentioned this, also won big in Arizona in a gigantic uh, fashion. Um, Arizona House Speaker uh, Rusty Bowers lost his Senate bid after refusing Trump's pleas to overturn the election, as I said. So some big things happened uh, last night, uh, some negative news in the state of Kansas with regard to placing some restrictions on abortion but not uh, making it illegal as uh, those uh, who were against that uh, that bill claimed it was. So uh, that's the big news as far as uh, last night. And uh, as, as things develop today, I'll continue to share. On the way, we've got uh, some news. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, who, who actually uh, uh, testified against Donald Trump, made up a story about him trying to grab control of the presidential limo, apparently kept working for Donald Trump two months after January the 6th. Uh, bad news for Joe Biden. Uh, worst ap- worst approval of any uh, president e- ever polled as far as a sixth quarter approval. We'll get to that in your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Last night, Donald Trump continued his uh, massively successful endorsement uh, campaign. Candidates that he's in uh, endorsed over 95% of the time have gone on to win their primaries, which means... Can't touch me. Nobody can touch you. My, 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 my rallies are so large. Makes the Dems say, oh, my God, thank you for blessing me with the gift of Cam and the hot wife. He feels good. Would you come see a super dope homeboy from NYC? And I know I'm as much. This is a man they can't touch. Mike Pence can't get him to vote. Mm-mm. Can't touch me. Crooked Hillary can't, and I don't really want it to. Can't touch me. Sleepy Joe wishes he were me. Okay? Sean Ferris. Can't touch me. My name is DJ Trump, and I'm magic on the stuff. Can't touch me. I've been around the country from New York to L.A. I speak to a lot of people. 
at Play YMCA. Belly is Kamala speaks to no one, and Biden kicked your flies. Yep. And still, the fake news media thinks you voted for those guys. Yeah, My rallies are on Newsmax, and Fox just can't be found. Oh, yeah. And all the fake news media, I take them to the ground. Can't, can't touch, touch me. me. How's your approval rating, Sleepy Joe? Can't touch me. COVID is more popular than Sleepy Joe. Can't touch me. I fill stadiums. Sleepy Joe can't fill a shoebox. Can't touch me. Together, we are going to save America, believe me. All right, we got uh, Barbara from Baltimore on the phone. Hello there, Barbara. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking my call. <laughs> Love that song. I know. You are so on fire today. And I'm just look, waiting to see what's going to happen in Arizona. But, oh, yes. you know, watching to see what I disbelieve that Carrie Lake is going to pull that one out. Yes. It's so exciting. And I just I'm kind of out of breath. Barbara, let me ask you this. I want to ask you this question. Why do you vote for Donald Trump? Is it because you are a, a cult member? Is it because you just worship at the altar of Trump? Why do you support Donald Trump? Clearly, you're a mindless robot, Barbara. Well, well, maybe I am a mindless <laughs> robot, but I tell you, I just, I, Donald Trump, I knew it's just like you said, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And I wanted to just bring it to, uh, in, in a short period of time I have, to talk about Dan Cox and what I saw happening this past weekend. Please do, because uh, Dan, Dan Cox is the uh, Republican uh, candidate Trump endorsed in Maryland. Go ahead. Yes. And I was down canvassing. We're canvassing for fraudulent votes. Uh, we're doing that through mdvoter.org, mm-hmm. and it's, it was so enlightening uh, to learn about that. But one of the things that I'm finding out is that, you know, Larry Hogan and the people who supported Schultz are yeah. putting a damper on real conservatives. And i just like to say this to everyone who can hear my voice. Republicans need to pull it together. The ones right now who have won their primaries and they're still not supporting Dan Cox, Vote for them, hold your nose, and vote for them this time, but start planning for the next four years because those people need to go. Every Republican, yeah. every conservative, everyone who, who wants to keep Maryland a wonderful state that it is. I'm not Well, Barbara, here. Barbara, you live in Baltimore, Barbara. I mean, what the hell? I mean, just look at Baltimore and uh, Democrat leadership just in Baltimore and yeah. tell me you want more of that statewide. Exactly. That's what they better look at. They're yeah. going to have, if they think that not supporting Dan Cox is, is not going to be detrimental to this state, that's why I just can't understand it. I mean, it's beautiful out there in Eastern and Talbot County, beautiful country out yeah. there. And those people have wonderful communities. If you yeah. think crime won't be exported to your area, you're wrong. When I came here, Owens Mills was great, Towson Town Mall. I used to love to go there. I went places. Now I can't even go park my car without having my gun on my hip. So I'm just saying, if you don't want that to come to your area, you better get behind Dan Cox. All right, Barbara, I got to run. I got to run, Barbara. Thank you for the phone call. I do appreciate it. If you want another, if you want to follow Larry Hogan, who, by the way, is a, uh, an acolyte of his, is uh, Michael Steele. Michael Steele, now a host on MSNBC, for crying out loud. Uh, and, of course, he was the uh, uh, lieutenant governor under uh, Ehrlich, and Ehrlich was a rhino. Uh, go, go that way. And, and continue to make Maryland suck gubernatorially, because it's a glorious state the Democrats have driven into the pits of hell. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Zenith Firearms is an American-owned and operated company based in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Central Virginia. Initially founded in 2014, 
Zenith built its reputation for superb customer service through firearm and ammunition imports. With many years of expertise in the platform, Zenith is now proudly manufacturing its own line of U.S.-made roller-delayed blowbacks. Zenith provides the American people with the premium product made right here in the United States, starting with the introductory model, the ZF-5. Newly released in 2022, the ZF-5 is based on the most popular and iconic 9mm submachine gun, the MP-5. While the ZF-5 is available immediately, Zenith's three compact personal defense models are available for pre-order and will begin shipping later this year. Zenith proudly supports our nation's military, law enforcement, and responsibly armed citizens protecting the Second Amendment. Check out Zenith Firearms at zenithfirearms.com. That's zenithfirearms.com, or like and subscribe to their social media pages. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Another huge victory for Trump-endorsed candidates last night in primaries in a number of different states still waiting on Kerry Lake. As the uh, official candidate for the Republican Party in the state of Arizona, uh, Nancy Pelosi coming back from Taiwan. She's no longer in Taiwan. Some people are calling it a, um, a detente. I'm calling it dementia, I think, actually, would be a better uh, word for it. Dementia, not detente. Nothing would be finer than Pelosi over China in the morning. She gone. On a broom was riding. She was really gliding in the morning. That is so sexist. Pelosi is in Taiwan. Her husband Paul's confused. He done. Thought she said Taiwan on. Nope. Alcohol he abused. <laughs> Paul wanted to try it to be the guy to fly it over China. It would have been a nerve to shoot a plane of swerving over China. Nancy's now in Taiwan and she's causing a stink. Paul's in a bar and his seventh drink. And nothing would be finer than Pelosi over China. Over China in the morning. That is uh, Jim Gossett. Two S's and two T's. Atlanta. He's going to be at uh, 3070 Windward Plaza, Alpharetta, Georgia. Coming up on the uh, 27th of this month, the 27th, which is a Saturday. If you'd like to uh, uh, get tickets, 678-829-SHOW, 678-829-SHOW. So Nancy Pelosi departed Taiwan late uh, yesterday uh, after a 19-hour visit that included visits with uh, the country's legislature, uh, the president, Tsai uh, Ing-wen, and uh, an ongoing barrage of hateful invective from neighboring China. They surrounded the island, by the way. China's saying that they're going to... Uh, strike us. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that uh, we don't need to go to war with China. China China's already getting everything at once. I mean, it really is. You, the, the man in the White House right now is handing China everything they want, including a million barrels of our strategic oil reserve, among other things. And it only cost him about $30 million. And control of a $1.5 billion hedge fund by uh, the, the, the president's crack-addicted son who has no experience or knowledge of anything. Unless it's, you know, like hiring prostitutes and eh, buying crack. Pelosi is the first visit by an American politician of such high rank to go to the country in, in, in years. Uh, I could think of no other reason why she would visit other than uh, they know that China's copacetic. They're willing to suffer this indignity, uh, although it's really not an indignity. It is 
meant to boost Joe Biden in the polls. It's kind of like what happened yesterday with, or Sunday, I should say, with the uh, the uh, uh, killing of Zawahiri in uh, Kabul. And I'm going to get to that very shortly because it's weird. It's weird. They don't have a body. They don't have any DNA. And they have reports from two years ago across numerous uh, uh, news agencies in the area that say that he died a couple years ago. So we'll get to that. But... Um, Anyway, here's, uh, here's Nancy Pelosi uh, talking about, uh, uh, well, Tiananmen Square decided to poke the, uh, the pit bull a little bit more. Talking about Tiananmen Square. She was at Tiananmen Square right after Tiananmen Square. For those of you who are millennials, uh, Tiananmen Square was uh, when uh, uh, it was following the heels of the protest that took down the Berlin Wall. Some uh, uh, students and others in China decided that they could probably do the same thing uh, in the same time frame that happened in uh, Berlin. But instead of uh, falling... Uh, uh, instead of uh, a peaceful revolution, the Chinese uh, Communist Party and the army went in and uh, slaughtered everybody, just slaughtered them, uh, shot them to death, crushed their bodies with tanks, and literally washed their bodies into the storm drains. Thought you should know about that. But anyway, here's Nancy Pelosi yesterday uh, talking through a mask, of course. And again, we come in friendship. We thank you for your leadership. We want the world to recognize that. Even though the United States does not recognize the independence of Taiwan, then why the hell are you there? With that, again, I thank you, Vice President Tsai, for your hospitality, for your kind words. I'll just go back to Tiananmen Square. She also went to Ukraine right after they passed the $60 trillion or billion dollars for Ukraine for no reason at all. Square for a moment. That was bipartisan. It was over 30 years ago. It was bipartisan when we were on Tiananmen Square. And we were there... I, I don't know. I, uh, I think there's a couple reasons why I think that she was there. A, one of them is to uh, uh, distract from uh, Joe Biden's ungod, ungodly unpopularity and the fact that the Democrat Party is going down in flames in November and again in 2024. That or she wanted to go to Taiwan to see where all of the products from Pier 1 Imports, uh, where they're made. <clears throat> there's that. Because you ever see the sticker on that? Always is made in Taiwan. And if it's not made in Taiwan, it's China. And almost everything you own is made in Taiwan or China. But anyway, uh, that or she wanted to get involved with the uh, supply chain issues that are affecting her. And that is to resume the uh, exports of Dalmatian pelts so she could complete the glorious coat that she has been trying to put together for years. Uh, that was the other things that I think might have, um, might have uh, been driving her desire to go there. Um, real quick, a California judge, a San Francisco judge, um, there was a law that allowed illegals and other foreign nationals to vote in the same local elections as, uh, as citizens, and a judge there, Superior Court Judge uh, Richard Ulmer, overturned the city's ordinance that was first passed in 2016, allowing foreign nationals, including illegal aliens, to vote in citywide school board elections so long as they are a, the parent of a school-aged child and are not incarcerated or out on p- p- parole. There you go. It's kind of, I saw this headline, this is from Breitbart. 2018, the city had spent almost $400,000 to register a total of 61 foreign nationals to vote in the school board elections. What? what, what? That's, that sounds like what they'd spend on uh, housing 61 homeless people in San Francisco. They always, you know, really, really screw things up. So the the ordinance was in violation of the California Constitution, which specifically states the United States citizens 18 years of age and resident in the state may vote. Same thing happened with the New York Supreme Court similarly struck down a New York City law that allowed foreign nationals to vote in citywide elections so long as they had lived in the city for at least 30 days. 
So there you go. Oh, I just heard thunder outside. That's a welcome sound. That is a thank you, climate change. You're the best. I'm just going to go out and start all three cars in the driveway and just let them run. So maybe it'll run some more. Maybe it'll rain some more. So I'm just going to go start them up, lock the doors, come inside the house. Glorious, glorious carbon dioxide emissions. Here's another one. And here's another. I won't do that one on the radio. There is another way to expel carbon dioxide, but I'm not going to do it here because there's other stuff in it, including sulfur. Uh, Here's another interesting story today. Former President Donald Trump. (laughs) White House aide Cassidy uh, Hutchinson, who was the end all as far as the January 6th hearings that were produced by ABC television. They were told there was even more. We're told it's even more. It's, uh, It's like, wow. It's like, remember in the 1970s, there was a show called The Circus of the Network Stars. It was like Dancing with the Stars, but instead of uh, people that are kind of washed up B-stars dancing, they did dangerous high wire acts. But it's kind of like that if they had the worst stars ever. That's kind of what uh, the January 6th testimony is like. (laughs) Look, we've got the the, uh, Cunningham kid who went off to college uh, from... uh, <clears throat> from uh, Happy Days. See, the guy you only saw, well, his name was Chuck. We're going we're gonna to have him on. He's going to be juggling flaming torches. It's, that's what the January 6th hearings were like. There's a hat tip to all you <clears throat> Gen Xers out there. Anyway, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson was supposed to be this uh, amazing uh, person. She heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another that Donald Trump had been uh, trying to take over the limousine, the beast, to get the Secret Service, who are uh, highly trained killing machines, to uh, turn the uh, car around and go back to the Capitol. Well, it turns out that didn't really happen. And then, uh, ultimately, in the last session of the January 6th hearings, they said, uh, well, there was an angry exchange. Cassidy Hutchin also said she was summoned to the room where Donald Trump had been in the White House, and there was a broken plate on the floor and some ketchup on the wall. Which, I mean, remove the bastard. Throw him in jail. I mean, who the hell breaks China on a wall and and gets ketchup on the floor? My God in heaven. Sounds like a good Saturday night at my house, you know, just uh, accidentally dropping a plate in the kitchen, and it happens, or a wine glass. So anyway, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, she, you know, essentially became an, an in, uh, she called Donald Trump unpatriotic. She said that Donald Trump, you know, tried to, you know, do all this stuff. And it turns out she kept working for Trump on the taxpayer payroll as a post-presidential coordinator from January 20th through April 1st, an annualized salary of 90K. That's pretty good for a 23-year-old. It pretty, pretty well is. Here's, here's what I think happened. Cassidy Hutchinson, a very young uh, and uh, very um, naive woman, could be a man, either way, 23 years old, Washington, D.C., internship becomes a gig, uh, and then she gets in the middle of something, somebody tells her, hey, Cassidy, here's the deal, if you you appear before this hearing, you won't be questioned, Uh, you won't be challenged in any way, shape, or form, you can say anything you want about the president, oh, by the way, here are the things we want you to say about the president, if you could just say these for us, then we guarantee that we won't go after you like we did with uh, Peter Navarro and other members of the Trump administration, we won't destroy them like we have them because you're a young person and you don't have a lot of money, so what we're going to do is we're going to have you read these talking points that won't be challenged in front of this, uh, this kangaroo court. And then what we'll do is uh, you'll be able to once again hold a job in Washington, D.C., and maybe even get a position on MSNBC. What do you say? 
That's my theory. I'm sticking by it. Sticking by it. So, yeah, she uh, <clears throat> she basically kept working for the Trump administration, even though she said that Donald Trump was a unpatriotic and attempted to do rest control of the beast out of uh, the uh, Secret Service agent's hand. Literally, I think she, she said he, remo- he tore the steering wheel off the column and using mind control from the dark side, steered the car toward the Capitol like it was his own Death Star. It happened just like that, she said. So coming up, got a little bad news from, uh, from uh, the, well, uh, Biden's six-quarter approval, the lowest of any president ever polled. Going to get into that. Got some new monkeypox information coming up. Oh, oh, the Senate finally passed a bill 10 years later to help veterans who were exposed to toxic burn pits. Thank you. Oh, dear leaders, you're so wonderful. Tried to, uh, you know, put a bunch of other crap on the, uh, on the legislation, but it managed to go through because people saw that they were trying to do what they always do in D.C., and that is to uh, muck up things. Uh, let's take a break. The number here is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Jason Miller. He's uh, a former Trump aide, uh, and we're going to talk to him about uh, some of the victories that Trump has seen, particularly last night in uh, several uh, states around the country. I believe five altogether. Uh, Trump candidates just completely destroyed the uh, rhino, uh, their rhino competition. So we'll get his uh, thoughts on that. Also, get her. Or you can find me, Getter, G-E-T-T-R, is one of the social media platforms that I really uh, uh, spend a lot of time on, along with Truth Social, which is Donald Trump's version of that. Uh, we'll talk about the exponential growth of Getter and uh, and how it's resonating not only in this country but around the world. Freedom of speech is glorious. It really is. And until you have it taken away, you don't realize how great it is. People on the uh, very far left in this country, you don't have to worry about being censored by big social media like conservatives have been. I have more than dozens, I've got dozens, hundreds, thousands of examples. And, and until you have that happen to you, you don't realize how tenuous our place and time in the world being born or moving to the United States is in the world. And so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff coming up. Uh, Dick Morris has got a new book. It's called The Return. It's about Donald Trump's uh, running for president in 2024. He says that Donald Trump has a secret plan. He faces three threats, but Biden will never be elected. I, I'll just say that. Dick Morris says he, uh, he can never be uh, reelected. I say he will never be elected, not because so many people are saying, oh, yeah, he doesn't have a chance, but because I've always said he'll never make it, Okay. If he does, uh, and, and God willing, he lives that long, he will not be able to, uh, as though he is able to run the country now, but, but certainly it'll be even more obvious that, you know, I mean, literally, <clears throat> it'll be weekend of Bernie's if he decides to run, literally. So anyway, the return, you can get it for free. It's about 28 bucks, but you just go to thereturn911.com, thereturn911.com. If you'd like a free copy of that, you'll learn about the Newsmax uh, uh, newsletter, which is awesome. I write for that, and uh, and you'll also be able to get the book. Get the book. Biden's sixth quarter approval is the uh, lowest of every uh, of any president ever polled. 
You know, maybe they need to uh, field test words like ultra. Like ultra. Isn't ultra supposed to be bad if you're an ultra mega? Even though if you want like a better uh, dishwashing detergent, you, you know, you reformulated, you put ultra on it. You know, it's like ultra tide or ultra dawn. Is that what you do? They decided that ultra mega was bad. They're going to have to come up with some sort of a prefix before uh, Joe Biden's name. Not to be confused with a pronoun. That's completely different. Maybe a prefix like totally awesome, excellent, happy family, Joe Biden. Kind of inspired by a Chinese restaurant menu in the United States. Joe Biden's approval ratings through the first six quarters uh, follow the lowest points. Any president on record, 38% in the new Gallup survey uh, of more than 1,000 adults. The firm also reported that Biden's average approval rating over the first year and half of his presidency is the lowest point of any president in the polls, 74-year history, meaning that Joe Biden was, uh, you know, single and dating when this thing started. Uh, according to Gallup, 38%, 59% disapproval, record high disapproval. This with the slavish approval of the mainstream media and covering every scandal. Imagine how sucktastic he would be if the truth was being told about he and his son and their business dealings and all of that stuff. It'd be crazy, right? Imagine if the FBI wasn't bedded down before the election with Joe Biden by uh, restricting any access to Joe, Hunter Biden's um, laptop and calling what's on there misinformation and disinformation, even though we know and we know it was all true. Imagine how negative it would be, you know, be crazy. Uh, 45% said they uh, strongly disapproved of Biden's presidency, 14% moderately disapproved, Uh, 13% strongly approved, but those people also uh, can't feed themselves and don't know what day it is, while 25% approved only moderately. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I could read some more numbers, but it really becomes kind of like uh, putting a bunch of vegetables in a food processor. You're like, blah, blah, 31, blah, blah, 45, blah, blah, whatever. So I'll just go to a quote from Gallup. No president elected in his first term has ever had a lower six-quarter average than Biden, although Jimmy Carter's and Donald Trump's ratings were only slightly better, 42%. Well, it's because Donald Trump got pummeled since before, since the day he rode down the escalator and announced his candidacy. Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, and uh, Ronald Reagan also averaged below majority approval, by the way. And uh, Biden sunk to a record low of 36.8% approval, according to Real Clear Politics. So the only thing that he could do really to improve his, uh, his ratings right now would be to uh, call himself something that is more appealing than the word Biden. Uh, some possible alternatives would be uh, toenail fungus or turd bucket. So you could go with President Turd Bucket or President uh, Toenail Fungus, and then his approval ratings would actually go up, would actually go up. And, uh, by the way, I believe 38% of uh, Hispanics used to approve of, uh, of uh, Joe Biden, now only 13%. That's been precipitous. A lot of Asian people as well, by the way. But you should know that. New, uh, new polling numbers from Pew Research. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, says that Biden has dropped a whopping 30 points with Asian Americans since April of 2021. Hmm. of Asian American adults either strongly or somewhat disapprove of Biden's job performance, uh, while 44% somewhat or strongly approve. I think part of this has to to do with so many Asian people 
uh, particularly Asian expats who've come from uh, other areas of the world, who've come here to live the American dream and, and succeeded quite nicely, opening uh, businesses a lot of the times in neighborhoods that are really, really crappy and crime-ridden and uh, making a go of it. And uh, they see what the Democrat Party is all about, down with Black Lives Matter, down with cities burning and all that. And they're going, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, Jason Miller from Getter coming up. Monkeypox on the way. And a tribute to Vin Scully, one of the boys of summer we'll never forget. It's the Rob Carson Show. Show. Joining me on the Newsmax Hotline, Jason Miller, former Trump 2020 senior advisor, the CEO of Getter, social media site that I, uh, I, I love, actually. Freedom of expression is a glorious thing, and Getter doesn't exclude people for politics. It's, it's kind of crazy that way. Jason, good morning or good afternoon. How are you doing, my friend? Rob, it's so great to be back with you, and congratulations on all the stations that you're adding and all the new listeners, and it's great to see the... Uh, the media empire grow and your voice being carried all across the country. Thank you, my friend. It's um, it's overwhelming. It's uh, it's amazing, and I, I just think people need a break from just uh, desk pounding. They they like to be uh, entertained. If you can if you can make them laugh a little bit while we're going through this pain, it doesn't hurt either. Uh, let's talk about uh, Donald Trump in the primary season thus far. Last night, some very big uh, Trump endorsed candidates. He continued what he's been doing. I don't know what his uh, what his official winning uh, number. Numbers are at, but it's a well above 95% as far as endorsed candidates uh, winning. Um, last night, what did you uh, see after last night and the and the uh, the primaries that have happened the last month or so with regard to Trump's momentum going into this uh, this mid uh, this uh, midterm election? Yeah, so I think what last night showed, uh, particularly with Arizona, is that Trump's endorsement still matters. And it matters and it's going to go and give candidates the boost. Uh, you look at the Kerry Lake uh, versus uh, the Robeson uh, primary in the Arizona governor's race, yeah. where when I went to bed, uh, Robeson was ahead by a couple few points. And I wake up this morning, Kerry Lake is ahead by two points, I believe. So that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you have Blake Masters, who won that very competitive primary uh, against Jim Lehman, who is spending a ton of money in Arizona. Uh, and also you had Eli Crane, a congressional race, Mark Fincham running for secretary of state. So the Trump endorsement, particularly in Arizona, yeah. matters and it matters in a big way. The, you also saw uh, John Gibbs be one of the rhinos that voted for impeachment. Uh, Meyer in Michigan. That was a great race. And one of the things, too, with all the here's the thing that cracks me up is all the, the establishment hand wringing going on saying, uh oh, Gibbs is going to put this race into play. Timeout establishment. You can't go and say that we're competing in D plus nine Democrat districts in, say, Texas, because the year is going to be so good for us. But then John Gibbs, who uh, African-American Republican, yeah. would then somehow magically put this race uh, in western Michigan into play. So I don't buy that at all. The one place, Rob, where I'm a little bit frustrated, uh, not, say, the president but or anyone on the team, um, but in Washington State, had an opportunity to take yeah. out Herrera Butler as well as Newhouse in Washington State. In yeah. the But we split the vote. And so yeah. you have the, the anti-establishment, the anti-impeachment vote that got diluted with multiple MAGA candidates 
that is a missed opportunity. We should have gone in there and gotten behind one candidate. Uh, would have beaten him easily, but, you know, you live and learn. What about uh, Missouri? Uh, Eric Greitens got uh, completely stomped. Uh, a little more of a surprise. Eric Schmidt ended up winning. Donald Trump uh, said the day before yesterday that he endorsed Eric without necessarily <laughs> saying either. I assume this meant that he thought uh, Schmidt was kind of a rhino. Certainly, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the third person in the race. I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. But uh, certainly a rhino. Ask and then Eric Greitens just a mess, just a mess. Um, I I still would consider this to be a victory for uh, Donald Trump in the state of Missouri. What do you think? I think so. I mean, he's so the candidates in the race. You had Eric Schmidt, who's the attorney general, who yeah. won. He, he blew it out by like twenty points. Of course, you had the congresswoman Vicky Hartzler. Vicky, I forgot her name. I apologize. Yeah. And then Eric Greitens, who, of course, had been the former governor. He blew up in a somewhat spectacular way. Yeah. He fell back to third place in 15 percent. Here, Here's the thing with yeah. President Trump and endorsements and activity. The candidates themselves still matter. And yes. the president can go and give them a boost. But say in the case of Eric Greitens, and, and look, this is something I said to Greitens directly. I was like, you need to go and tackle some of these uh, uh, things from the past head on and yeah. go and give people say, hey, here's what happened. Uh, here's why I should earn your confidence in your vote. But they came in and the opponents dumped a ton of bricks on his head. Oh, yes. Quite frankly, they didn't need to dump a ton of bricks. They probably could have dropped one brick. Um, yeah. But it's uh, ultimately candidates in their campaigns do matter. Yeah. I live in uh, the Kansas side of Kansas City. I was very disappointed in the uh, vote to put some restrictions on abortion right now. Uh, pretty much unfettered access to abortion in the state of Kansas. I will tell you, as somebody who was here, the uh, there was a lot of outside money spent because of uh, Roe v. Wade going bye-bye. They wanted to have some sort of a victory in the state of Kansas, a state that, that like with so many uh, sparsely populated states, are dominated by leftist politics in places like Johnson County, Kansas, in uh, in uh, uh, Topeka to some degree in Manhattan and also in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, so they, they got a victory. They're claiming a big, big victory. I like to say that what they did is they lied. They said that this was about um, uh, the people who wanted the, the restrictions on abortion, wanted to get rid of abortion altogether. That was not the case. They didn't want um, your tax money spent on it, and they wanted to make it uh, safe and rare and early. Uh, what do you think as far as a, a victory for those who support Roe v. Wade and unfettered access to abortion in Kansas? Did that really happen last night? Well, obviously, the, the victory happened. And here's one of the things that I think you need to kind of go and separate the signal from the noise here. Yes. If you have the issue of abortion on the ballot, it is going to very strongly turn out the pro-abortion crowd. Yes, That's one of the things that we saw last night, even yeah. in a state like Kansas, uh, which, of course, they had the book, What's the Matter with Kansas? And Kansas seems to go uh, <laughs> both ways from the left to yes. the right. So it's a very finicky state politically. Yes. But the, but if you put abortion on the ballot, that is going to turn people out. Where I, I do not think you can extrapolate out and say that these same folks are going to be as passionate in turning out for the fall elections uh, or that they're going to somehow juice the vote and turn out some bigger amount because again abortion is not on the ballot in the fall this was no. supreme court decision yeah. and when you put it on the ballot yeah you're going to go and turn certain groups out uh, but that's uh, i would not go and say that this this is some harbinger for what's going to happen in the fall if uh, democrats thought that uh, tornadoes were uh, anti-trump they'd vote for tornadoes in kansas they really would they like bring <laughs> bring us the uh, fives we don't even care we don't even care uh let's talk about getter i just saw this headline getter celebrates 200 million live stream views. Jason, I've been a member of Getter since uh, essentially you, you signed on. The reaction that I get is is wonderful. Wonderful. E even those on the left on Getter. Tell me about how the social media platform is doing uh, now. How, how many months in are you? 
Great. So we're just over a year. So we're gotcha, right at, gotcha. um, we're almost at the the end of 13 months. Uh, actually, no, we just, uh, this is, I guess, day number three into to month 13. So just over a year. Um, it's great. So we're at, we're at 6 million users. We're at 200 million live stream views now since we launched that feature in October. Yeah. What this means, people who hop on and watch, whether it's Rob Carson or Steve Bannon or yes. President Trump rallies, different events that we have going on, Getter has become a content destination. When people are like, I want to get breaking news, I want to hear from my favorite pundits or comedians or sports figures, people like that, they're starting to go together. The room. Yeah viewing it now as a destination point that's something that we're continue uh, building out and not just in the u.s but around the world and i really think that we're showing that you can have a free speech platform but a great place for content and that's really what we're, we're making the platform well I, you know what i i enjoy is that uh, uh you know i have a facebook page i really don't do much with it because they always shadow man me they always limit my and i never look at their timeline unless i'm looking at maybe somebody posting pictures of friends or a, a graduation or whatever uh i only keep twitter because i use video clips for my show and i can download them easy <laughs> that's it uh but i do have a truth social doesn't perform as well as my getter but um so i'm impressed with getter let me let me just put this in perspective as someone who um is a broadcaster and and i've been doing this uh, since 1989 first time on the air 1984 and we have a, a it, it's remarkable to me jason that you can have uh, uh 200 million live stream views on a social media platform where somebody like me i i've got a literally a spare bedroom made into a studio and I can reach hundreds of thousands or millions of people uh, unfettered access. I, I still just it's it's hard for me to get over that. And I just think it's amazing. Do you ever just look at the tech and look at where we're going um, as the CEO of this company and go, wow, wow. And, and what do you see as the near and far future of the uh, media? So uh, great. Another great question. And the exciting thing is anyone with a smartphone, anyone with Internet connection can get their voice out. So yeah. no longer is uh, are people's political voices so centralized or even their entertainment voices where you have to go through certain channels. You have to go and kiss the rear ends of the mainstream media. You have to yeah. go talk to the media elite. You can go and broadcast to people. And if you have good content, say, for example, in your show, Rob, People will go and they will find you. You'll get the message out. You'll be able to communicate with them. That's the great thing. No longer do we have to live in servitude to these media elites. I think we're going to continue to see a decentralization of media. Now, what direction will that take? How much will streaming take over versus uh, versus what people are doing with different music platforms or entertainment? I think that's still getting sorted out. I yeah, do think yeah. that when we talk about the old platforms like Facebook and Twitter, those are really the dinosaurs, and I think people are moving away from them. Uh, I think the future is really you're going to see Getter on the freedom side. You're going to see TikTok on the CCP-controlled side. Yeah. Folks, be, be careful at TikTok. And, uh, but that's where I, I see the direction of where things are going. Well, I'm going to also tell you that if you've got a daughter... Uh, you want to be worried about TikTok. You want to be worried about um, uh, Instagram to some degree. There was uh, an instance the other day. This mom was putting what she thought was cute little pictures of her daughter on on the TikTok and cute little videos of her little four-year-old daughter. And there's a little four-year-old in a swimsuit. And then all of a sudden she realizes that 50,000 people, men in America, are saving those pictures, are saving those pictures. And you kind of realize... 
okay, there's something wrong here. And here's this mom who was literally making money, getting endorsements uh, for taking her little daughter, but actually, uh, you know, uh, having pedophiles check out the, all of her posts on Instagram or on, on TikTok. You never know what's out there. You have to be careful. The thing that I like about uh, Getter is that it, it is a timeline. If I follow the timeline, I see what the thought leaders are posting. I can evaluate what I think about them. And then I see what people on the left are saying. And I go, eh, you know, at least it's there. I can see it. If I'm on Twitter, for instance, I'll look at the timeline. I'll see a lot of left stuff. If I see things that are trending, if you want to go be assaulted, if you're a conservative, go to the trending on Twitter because you're going to get beaten to snot. Because even if it looks like it's positive about conservatives, you're going to open it up and it's all going to be F you, F this, F that, negativity, awful. I don't get that with, uh, with Getter, Jason. And, and how is your audience enjoying it? And what do you, why, why are they migrating toward it, by the way? Well, number one thing, you hit the nail on the head. It's because it's fun. It's a place where it's a positive environment. You can go and express your opinions. You're not going to all of a sudden get attacked by, uh, you know, 20,000 anonymous people uh, saying that you're the devil. And if you don't go along with a wokest ideology, uh, you can actually go and, and express your opinion. You can have fun exchanges and dialogues with people. You can get breaking news. It, that's really kind of the, the spirit of it. So when I wake up in the morning and I open up the app, I actually look forward to seeing, all right, cool. Let me see who's on Getter today. Yeah. Whereas on Twitter, which I'll, you know, I'll check it like every other day or so, I'll go and look at Twitter and it literally, uh, I haven't been able to look at comments on Twitter in years. Yeah. If you could literally say that, hey, it's sunny out today, <laughs> you will be attacked and people, you know, you're fascist, you're terrible. And, it, and it'll all be like, you know, yes. uh, Mike 2510 with a little egg emoji, not even a real picture. And you're like, yes. okay, this is clearly a bot. Just, yeah. you know, some George Soros flunky who's out there trying to attack and spread hate. And that's what we want to get away from. We're making social media fun again. Yeah, and uh, it is it is uh, interesting how we can come together. For instance, John Stewart the other day, I saw that he was confronted by Jack Posobiec on the uh, Capitol Mall trying to uh, pass this legislation to get money to soldiers who were affected by burn pits. And and uh, immediately uh, uh, John Stewart goes after him, calls him a troll, an effing troll, all this, and then they have a conversation. And Posobiec gets the opportunity to express what's wrong with this bill that was going through Congress and the $400 billion that the Democrats were attaching to it uh, and, and understand that, de- that Republicans are really for more so uh, helping our veterans. And they came to an accord. John Stewart actually apologized, Jason. I know that's hard to believe, but if you listen to both sides of the argument, you, if you just listen to them instead of just shooting down the other side and calling the other side in a mother effer, then you can actually maybe find a little common ground. Go ahead. It was remarkable. I saw the clip, and, yeah. and Jack's there just very calm, and John Stewart's kind of looking a little bit flummoxed. He goes, you know, i, I got to apologize. I lost my cool a little bit back there. But, yeah, we're, we're on the same page. And, and Jack was like, hey, we're 98% of the way there. We just we have it clear what the thing is. It has nothing to do with veterans. Uh, but let's just have a, a, a normal conversation on yes. this. And John Stewart, it, it was almost as if, you know, kind of when you're a five-year-old, when you run around, then they get tired <laughs> at the end, and then they, they don't have enough energy uh, left to, to misbehave. They're just kind of like, okay, like they're they're just broken down and John Stewart was like yeah Jack uh, you're right and yeah. it, it was this remarkable video and, and Jack standing there and he's all wearing the, the suit and tie looking very professional and it, it was one of the more remarkable things yeah. I've seen on social media in quite some time yeah it's uh, it was remarkable I'm going to share that with the audience here in just a second Jason thanks for joining me today man I, I wish you continued success with uh, with Getter uh, they can find you of course uh, Jason Miller in DC on both Twitter and Getter uh, one more thing one more quick plug from Getter where what people can go where people can go to sign up whatnot if they have any questions go ahead 
Absolutely. Go to the Apple Store. Go to the Google Play Store. Getter, G-E-T-T-R. Hop on. Follow Rob. Uh, follow me. Uh, you're going to have a much more positive experience. Yeah. We look forward to seeing you. All right. Have a glorious uh, day. Safe travels. And we'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. I've been talking about the uh, death of civility for years and years and years. And uh, for years and years and years, most of my friends um, have been uh, liberal uh, just by happenstance. I'm not sure exactly why it's happened. Minneapolis, most of my friends were liberal. Uh, 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 Cincinnati, most of my friends were liberal. Uh, Washington, D.C., most of my friends were liberal. We broke bread for years, and uh, we didn't talk politics. There were some instances where I was literally driven from the room, not literally, but driven from the room, uh, attempting to express myself as a conservative. And, uh, and uh, it was uh, very frustrating because there's no listening uh, to some. Um, I uh, listened a whole lot to what they had to say when I became a uh, full-time uh, talk radio host and uh, Trump supporter. Uh, all of my friends in Maryland stopped uh, pretty much having anything to do with me. It's sad. It really is. It's sad and it's pathetic, to be quite honest. I'm able to sit down and, pe- and, and talk to people who are pro-abortion, even though I am very pro-life. Uh, and, and you know what, if we, if we can uh, disagree, if we disagree, then we disagree. I'm going to fight for everything that I'm worth, for what I think is right. And if you think you're right, then, then bring it. And we will compete in the arena of ideas. But um, uh, John Stewart was, uh, you know, very angry. And uh, John Stewart is a very passionate man. He's done some wonderful things for uh, those who suffered uh, the lingering effects of cleaning up the... Uh, uh, the September 11th uh, uh, Ground Zero site, and then, of course, uh, burn pits, U.S. military veterans who were suffering from a host of diseases from having to sleep uh, and work burn pits in uh, arenas of war. And, uh, and uh, finally, they tried to pass this uh, PACT Act through Congress. And the PACT Act, what the Democrats did is they loaded it up with a bunch of spending, wasn't related to it. They sneaked un- unrelated spending into the PACT Act, and, uh, and then they, uh, they brought John Stewart in, and John Stewart immediately said, well, Republicans, they're evil, and they want veterans to die. And no, no, actually, uh, 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 Republicans like uh, Republican Senator uh, Toomey, Pat Toomey said, no, 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 we, we, uh, we're just trying to pass the act uh, just to help the veterans and get rid of the slush fund, which is what Democrats always do. Now, here is uh, Jack Posobiec approaching John Stewart on the um, on the mall in Washington, D.C., and John Stewart being immediately hostile. Jack Posobiec is a young conservative. Over the line. No, no, no. Because these people have suffered for 15 years. Because you're a f- Get them in the face. Look I, at them in the face. Listen to the left. Oh, you're not in good faith. I'm for the bill. You're not in good faith. So what's the problem? What are you trying to do here? Now, Jack Posobiec continued to talk to John and explained what I just did to you about the PAC Act and how Democrats want to do, uh, pardon the expression, pour it out. This is Jack Posobiec. I'm here with Tim Jensen of Grunstyle and... John Stewart. Hello. John Stewart is also here. John Stewart and I have decided to come to agreement. Have we not, John? Yes, sir. I, Our... lost, I lost my temper a little bit. I what? felt like I was being trolled. And uh, I realized that the important thing is you just got to get this done for these guys and get them over the finish line. And they did. Holy cow. Let's take a break, guys. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It's already Thursday. Hello and welcome to it. You'll have to pardon me for my uh, being out of breath slightly. Had some technical difficulties. I mean, literally, just seconds before the show. But uh, uh, fortunately, we got some sort of uh, divine intervention or uh, or at least a company named Comrex. Anyway, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? What's going on? Thursday, and uh, we are marching into the month, and uh, we're getting some bad news as far as the economy is concerned. We've got uh, a lot of things happening in the world. Weekly jobless claims rising to uh, 260,000 among uh, uh, non-payrolls report. So uh, I don't know if you knew this, but the uh, Biden administration has been saying for a while, at least a couple of days, that there is no recession whatsoever. All right. So that would, I guess, mean that if they come up with a uh, a new law that is a massive spending bill that's literally been in Congress and everybody has said no to it for the last year and they call it the uh, uh, the. Uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Well, chances are you're getting lied to. You're getting lied to bigger than you ever believed. And if you think that Joe Manchin is anything but a W-H-O-R-E, you would be absolutely wrong. I didn't say that because I'm trying to be polite today to control my rage at what is going on at Capitol Hill, what is going on in Washington, D.C., and how they're treating the rest of us during this time of incredible crisis that they are completely tone deaf to altogether. I saw this montage yesterday. I'm going to just go ahead and play it because um, this is Harriet Hegeman. She is running against uh, Liz Cheney in Wyoming. And uh, thus far, uh, Donald Trump's endorsement of candidates around the country has been uh, successful 170 times compared to 10 times being unsuccessful. And that would be in places like uh, Washington State, Liberal Bastion, and uh, Georgia, where election integrity is still a major, major problem. But Donald Trump's endorsement is, uh, is rocking across the country. And there's a lot of money being spent in states like Pennsylvania and Maryland saying that, uh, well, uh, Trump-endorsed candidates cannot be elected. Trump-endorsed candidates are not going to be the ones you want to vote for the, the, uh, the other Republican and the rights. We saw this in, in Maryland, and Dan Cox ended up absolutely kicking butt despite his uh, rhino rival uh, having millions of dollars in outside money spent on that campaign. Americans are saying they want what Donald Trump gave us, and they are very dubious about what's happening in Washington, D.C. And I might also add, let me just throw this out there. They aren't giving up what happened in 2020. They aren't giving it up. Despite the media's de- de- you know, uh, desperate measures to cover up election fraud, despite the major media saying that uh, everything was perfectly fine the day after the election, despite all of the evidence of election fraud, including the fact that, well, you could just attribute it to this, nobody came to see Joe Biden speak. Nobody likes Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a 50-year career bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden did not campaign. Joe Biden hid in his basement. Why do I think the 2020 election was stolen? It's because I'm not stupid. And right now, the Democrat Party knows that they are ruling outside the will of the American people. They are trying to pass this. This this new spending and tax bill has as much to do with reducing uh, uh, inflation as, um, I don't know, wearing... uh, 
wearing a raincoat to the desert. It makes no freaking sense whatsoever. And we all know we're being played. It just took a while for Washington, D.C. to distract, the mainstream media to distract, and you and I, they hoped, would forget that Joe Manchin originally said no to the Green New Deal, and now we know the reason why he did that is because he wanted to cover up his support of it. And he wanted to sneak it in in some other way, shape, or form a good eight months after he said he wasn't going to do it. So if you think that Joe Manchin is somehow a champion for the working class or the champion for the people of West Virginia, those in coal country, those working in the fossil fuel industries, you're wrong. And it's about time we started running these SOBs out of town on a rail. I'm tired of being played. I'm tired of watching people suffer for this nonsense. I'm tired that you and I have to cut everything. I'm tired that 60% of us are living paycheck to paycheck. And here, let me shove something else with you. People are shopping at Dollar General. They can't afford Walmart now. They can't afford to go to Walmart, so they're shopping at Dollar General. In New York City, they're putting cans of Spam in glass cases so they won't get stolen nearly half of the food banks in the united states are experiencing an increased demand as americans struggle the crushing under the crushing weight of 40-year high inflation and what does our federal government do in this height of of desperation among our people they decide they want to spend more of the people's money they decide they want to continue where they left off. And I told you what they were going to do. I told you what Democrats were going to do. I told you what the class of 1968 was going to do. They were going to throw everything at the wall to see if it sticks. And if it doesn't, force it through anyway. This bill needs to be killed. I'll just say it. This bill needs to be killed. You need to get on the phone with your representative today, Democrat, Republican, or otherwise. If you are part of the, the growing group of people who say that 85% of us say the country is going the wrong direction, you need to call Capitol Hill right now and say, put the end to this nonsense, put the end to this, this uh, creepy and, uh, and uh, corrupt way of passing this spending that nobody wants. It has to be stopped. This is a little montage that's been going around. Again, this is, uh, this is from the woman, Harriet Hageman, who's running against Liz Cheney. And it encapsulates how the American people feel right now about Washington, D.C. and being ruled instead of represented. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. We're fed up with critical race theory. We're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... I'm not hearing abortion in here anyway. No, no, I'm not hearing abortion at all. Democrats think abortion is going to get people to the polls to vote uh, Democrat. We're fed up with the liberal media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought, canceling debate, and rewriting history. 
We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the FISA Court. Now, you know, we're fed up. You know there is a, uh, a problem in the country. You know that the Washington, D.C. is starting to panic when the FBI investigates posts on the web featuring the Declaration of Independence. You know that they're nervous when they go after organizations that post the Declaration of Independence. For those who don't know, let me just read real quick the uh, relevant parts. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in course of human events, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Meaning, if government has been abusive, it no longer represents the people, it's time for the people, peacefully, I'll just say peacefully, to end this form of government. I'll just say it has to start with the Federal Bureau of Investigations. I used to defend field agents for the FBI. Now I believe that the entire agency needs to be taken down, reinvented. Yesterday we heard because Project Veritas discovered that the FBI said that one of the things you should watch for with regard to domestic terror is A2. That is someone who agrees with the Second Amendment, with a well-regulated militia. They also called the Gazden flag a sign of terrorism. No, it's not. This is your FBI. Here's a little bit more from the Declaration of Independence, that if you post on a social media page, if you are part of a conservative organization, you could get a call from the FBI. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. And that's what has the swamp panicked. Because people are mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. So what does the federal government do? Rather than focusing on uh, opening up supply chains. So you can, you know, maybe buy a new car, which you haven't been able to do in a long time. Maybe be able to uh, get some baby formula on the shelves, which they have not been able to fix. And they've been at it for nearly a year. Rather, what they're doing is passing a giant piece of legislation, which they always do. They're saying that down the road, it's going to cause the... Uh, the deficit to be reduced, and it's going to cause uh, inflation to go away. When was the last time that any bill passed by the federal government actually worked as planned? Go ahead. They're still tweaking Obamacare. Obamacare was going to fix health care, guys. They're, they're going to add another $100 million to it. $100 billion. I'm sorry. It was $100 billion. 
right now you have the king sitting on a pile of crap. His name is Joe Biden. He is mentally infirmed. There's no doubting it anymore. He's not able to function as a human being, and he's being propped up by those who started the pathway to hell back in 2007, 2006, when Barack Obama was the Illinois House, or the Illinois Senate, and then the United States Senate, and then he said he was going to fundamentally transform the United States of America. So not only is the federal government sicking the FBI on parents who go after school boards who promote CRT, and now we know they're going to go after people who post Second Amendment posts on their social media or have a Gazden flag as a profile shot, those kind of things. Part of this spending bill is they're going to hire 81,000 Gestapo to work for the IRS to go after you and your money because they weren't able to get a radical Chinese communist to become the comptroller of the United States currency and get rid of the banking system. So now they're going to take what little you have less, and they're going to look at your taxes with a fine-tooth comb. You could be making $50,000 a year, and they'll find some way, shape, or form to figure out that you supposedly owe more, and they're going to come after you. I told you about this last year. I was almost kind of convinced that maybe this wouldn't go anywhere because Joe Manson was holding the line. Then I find out that Joe Manson was just told to shut up for about eight months and we'll give you something else. The number here is 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. This is a last stand moment. This piece of legislation in the time that you're suffering so badly with, a, with a, 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 an economy they don't have an answer for, but their answer is to double down on the thing that has gotten us here and then to hire agents to go after you. Unbelievable. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. So we've got a new spending bill. It's, uh, they've labeled it literally and, and like we live in North Korea. They're calling it the, uh, what, Inflation Protection Act. Uh, they are literally laying, uh, uh, naming this, uh, this bill. Uh, they are calling it something that it isn't. So the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, they're calling it something that it is uh, not even related to in any way, shape, or form. There is nothing related to decreasing inflation to this bill. And, uh, and Joe Manchin knows it. They should call it the, uh, the, Kill the new, or no, kill a fossil fuel and blow up the deficit bill. That's what they should call it. But they're lying to you. They're lying to you like so many things they've lied to you about in the past. Joe Biden tried to tell you that the uh, Afghan pullout was a great thing. They tried to tell you that Hunter Biden's laptop was not real before the election. They tried to convince you that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia. They're still trying to tell you that the 2020 election was not stolen, even though there is more evidence than uh, presumably the the other things that I have mentioned, with the exception of Joe Biden's uh, laptop, uh, they're telling you all of this stuff. And then Joe Biden is also saying that this new bill will actually uh, not get, they will not raise your taxes. It's going to raise your taxes. 
Remember what he said? He said, uh, you're, you're not going to raise your taxes. What happens, though, if everything you try to buy goes up in price and it's caused by the government's policies? That's a de facto tax increase, right? Wouldn't you say that? If it's government policies that cause an otherwise oil-rich nation to have to beg OPEC for oil and our enemies for oil and gas prices double and you suffer and then every other product you buy, the price goes through the ceiling. We have a government that Joe Biden literally last year went to the West Coast, said they were going to fix the, uh, the supply chain crisis. The first thing that they did is they moved the ships further outshore so they wouldn't be counted. And now we know they're experiencing the same thing. And now we know that it's incredibly hard to buy a car. Uh, is that normal to you? Is it normal to you to drive by a car dealership and not seeing any new cars? Is it normal for you to pay 40% more for a used car than you did last year? You know where it's normal to not have new cars? Cuba. You know what's normal to have empty store shelves and no baby formula? Venezuela. Here's your president lying, lying about this bill, lying about him saying, he, him telling you that uh, taxes will not go up. I want you to listen to, listen to the first line of this because his entire career has been based on lies. He's been driven from presidential campaigns for lying, for plagiarizing. His entire career is a lie. And that is not what I was looking for. Here is Joe Biden. Guarantee, a promise. I've never broken my word. Anyone that- he says, I've never broken my word. Boy, you are in a special place when you can say that you've never broken your word. I think there's only been like maybe one person in the planet who's rumored to have never broken his word. Making lesson- and it ain't this guy. $400,000 will not see one single penny in their tax rate. President Biden breaking his promise not to raise taxes on the middle class. The Senate Democrats look to fast track a bill that multiple now nonpartisan experts say would raise taxes on nearly all Americans. I'll give you my word as a Biden, no one making less than 400,000. His word as a Biden is worth D-word. Dollars a year will see a penny in their taxes rate. The average tax rate for nearly every income bracket would increase. I will not impose any tax increase on people making while you are suffering uh, government lives high on the hog and they're getting ready to take a whole lot more for you from you by hook or by crook they're going to do it by higher taxes they're going to do it by higher prices and if all else fails they got 81,000 new IRS agents to go after you less than $400,000 taxes will rise by 16.7 billion dollars in 2023 on Americans earning less than $200,000 a year no one earning less than $400,000 a year will pay a single penny more in federal tax. Joe Biden has drawn the line at $400,000 a year. The, the committee does say it would raise taxes on people below that line. Yeah, you're being played. You're being played again. I remember when Barack Obama was the president and they shut down the government and the government freaked out and, and, uh, and uh, we were in the beginnings of a recession and, and you were told to live with less and, and uh, Barack Obama said, you can't drive that SUV, you can't eat what you want. Washington, D.C. never had to cut a damn dime. And they're still living like it's uh, partying like it's 1999. I've got more audio, including from the uh, treacherous uh, Joe Manchin, who is screwing over his constituents. But he's getting a big payday. Oh, yes, he is. That's on the way. Your calls are welcome. 
This is The Rob Carson Show. Judy is a fan of the show. She wrote me an email just a second ago. Sounds like that good old-fashioned camp meeting at my house today. Lots of amens going on. You are on fire, all caps today, and you are just getting started. Keep it up, Pastor Rob. Well, you know what? I am uh, certainly uh, not a pastor, uh, but I am here to preach about the uh, evils of the federal government and what they're doing to you and me in a time of uh, great suffering. They don't care. I said it years ago. We are living a tale of two cities. We have a bourgeois. We have a proletariat. We are the proletariat. We are fighting for the crumbs. And the rich keep getting richer, and the oligarchy grows, and you've got people making billions and billions and billions of dollars, big social media, big pharma. The government, big social media, the Democrat Party, telling you, if you disagree with the party line... The party in power, if you have an alternative opinion to what's going on, that is disinformation. That is a phrase coined by Joseph Stalin in 1923. Look it up. A majority of likely voters believe Democrats are responsible for plunging the United States into a (gasps) gasp-shriek recession. This according to Rasmussen. Democrats inherited an economy that was primed for a historic comeback and promptly ran it straight into the ground. That is a line from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who needs to find another job after November. 1,000 likely voters were asked to comment on that. That line. Democrats inherited an economy that was primed for a historic comeback and promptly ran it straight into the ground. 59% of Americans agree with that statement. 35% disagree. 38% of Democrats agree with that quote from McConnell, including 23% who strongly agree. Let me say it again. Democrats inherited an economy that was primed for a historic comeback and promptly ran it straight into the ground. 47% of Democrats say they believe also that we are in a recession. Recession, the R word, recession. Republicans say that uh, uh, 83% of Republicans say the same thing. We are in a recession. Weekly jobless claims rise to 260,000 ahead of a non-farm payrolls report. So now the job market's uh, taking it in the shorts. And businesses are starting to uh, cut payrolls. Robin Hood. Robin Hood, ladies and gentlemen, of all things. Robin Hood. Unmounting uh, massive playoffs. Cal- uh, layoffs, I should say. A California-based financial service company is the latest organization to announce staff cuts. On Tuesday, Robin Hood announced that it would be slashing an additional 23% of, its, 23% of its workforce. In April, the company laid 9% of its staff off, blaming rising inflation and a drop in user activity. Customers of Robin Hood use the platform to buy and sell stocks. So unless you're a Paul Pelosi, you know, you're worthless. But Americans have reduced their trading activity because of, are you ready for this? Recession fears, recession fears. And oddly enough, 
as I said earlier, you know, you got you got big social media, the mainstream media, the Democrat Party, all telling you that what you believe is disinformation or misinformation. They've got other minions. They've got other people working with them. Wikipedia introducing restrictions to prevent new and unregistered users from editing the article about economic recession. Yeah, people are trying to change the the uh, the meaning of the word recession on Wikipedia. But we know the truth, don't we? Yeah, we know the truth. You know why we know the truth? Because we're not stupid. A recession, that is what we're in. No one can deny. The White House is attempting spin, but the numbers do not lie. No, but Democrats do. The GDP was negative for two quarters in a row. That's a recession, and it's always been time to face the music joke. Impeach removed. You see, it's still a recession by any other name. Biden's denial is lame. A recession, that is what we've got. Joe and Janet yelling are lying a lot. A recession by any other name. La, la, la. La, la, just uh, whistling by the cemetery. We've got uh, Brian in Baltimore on the phone. Hello there, Brian, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hello, Brian, are you there? All right, Brian is gone. Brian is gone. Uh, by the way, Jim Gossett did that song. Jim Gossett, two S and two T's, uh, Jim Gossett Comedy. He's got a big show coming up in Atlanta later this month. I'll give you details on that later in the show if you'd like to go see. Uh, a gentleman who I work with, I've written many song parodies with him, and he writes his own stuff too, and he's amazing. Absolutely amazing. The Senate Democrats' climate tax and spending bill will uh, cut deficits years from now after raising them for about five years. See, I've used this analogy before, but you ever had a kid who said uh, that they really wanted a puppy or they really wanted a pony or they really wanted something, and when we got it, they didn't do it, they didn't take care of it? This is what Democrats always do. This is what, this is what Congress always does. Oh, uh, you know what? We're going to give you a new spending bill, and if you just pass this, we're going to take care of it, and we're going to love it, and, we're gonna, and it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna make the climate better, and it's going to bring down the deficit, and, the, and, the, and, and, you know, and look at the, the taxes aren't going to go up and all that, and it's all a bunch of crap. And the fact that they're saying that, oh, yeah, it's going to raise the, uh, the deficit for the next five years, but then it'll go down. Well, by then, you'll, for, you'll have forgotten about it. By then, we'll have another man in the White House or another woman in the White House or another whatever the hell in the White House. The budget would grow, the deficit would grow by $24.6 billion between this year and 2027. Oh, yes, and the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, says that putting tax enforcement into overdrive would bring in an additional $204 billion in revenue. This means that the 87 or 81 billion IRS agents that I told you about, they want to bring in, they want to Gestapoize the IRS. Now, the IRS has already been weaponized. It was, it was weaponized during Obama's administration. Remember Lois Lerner? Remember going after conservative 501c3s? Before the uh, uh, second election of Barack Obama. Do you remember that? <laughs> they want to hire 80, 87 million new IRS agents. They want to hire jackbooted thugs 
to go after you, to go after your business, to use the tax code event against you. Right now, here's what they ought to do. Fire everybody at the IRS. Save 10% of their employees and simplify the tax code to where it's a business card that you just choose your deduction, choose your whatever, and you're taxed at a flat rate. That's what they've been wanting to do forever, but it's never done. They always, you know, the Republicans will say they're going to do it. They have no no intention of doing it at all. So now what they want to do is take this gigantic, bloated dragon that is the IRS, and they want to double its workforce to use the minutiae and the complexity of the tax code to go after you. And because you can't afford a lawyer and you can't afford, you know, like, like Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity is, uh, is uh, audited every year. Rush Limbaugh, when he lived in New York, was audited every year. Do you know why? Because he's a conservative. They want to do that to you. Except for they'll find something, some sort of minutia that you might have missed, and they'll say, oh, it's a crime that you haven't paid that. Maybe you missed a whatever three years ago, five years ago, or whatever. And they will use whatever finagling they have to do to say you owe that money and to avoid the fines and to avoid this, pay this. That's what they're going to do. And Joe Manchin is down with it. He was down with it a year ago, but it wasn't politically expedient, and it would have been too damaging to him, to him politically last year. Well, guess what? He's done. Here is uh, Ted Cruz talking about this obscene bill they're thinking about jamming down our throats. This bill funds 87,000 new IRS agents. Imagine IRS agents descending upon America like a swarm of locusts. And by the way, these IRS agents aren't there to go after billionaires. This uh, on top of the FBI going after people and saying that A2 people, people who support the Second Amendment, who support the Second Amendment are terrorists. Those who, uh, like the Betsy Ross, which is the traditional 13 uh, uh, stars around in the in the, uh, the left corner of the flag, that is a, uh, a sign of domestic terrorism, as is the uh, Gazdan flag. They said nothing about Antifa. They said nothing about Black Lives Matter. They're there to go after you. They're there to go after your small business. They're there to go after your family. The Democrats' idea is if they audit the hell out of every American, think of all the money they can raise. Now, I got to say, as I've traveled Texas, as I've traveled the country, I've heard the people yearning for a lot of things in, in America. I've never once heard someone say, what we need is more IRS agents. I mean, this is big government run amok. And if you don't want to be audited next year and the year after and the year after, and by the way, if you're a Republican donor, this corrupt administration will audit you next year and the year after and the year after, we ought to kill this terrible, terrible bill. You better. I'm going to tell you right now, you better. Because uh, people are done with this nonsense. Done with this nonsense. Collection of pro-coal groups lambasted legislation that... uh, Democrat Joe Manchin is now behind the Inflation Reduction Act. This uh, letter was signed by the Kentucky Coal Association, Ohio Coal Association, West Virginia Coal Association. Quote, this legislation is so egregious it leaves those of us that call Senator Manchin a friend shocked and disheartened. (laughs) Joe Manchin and your friend. The current, listen, 
Schumer Mansion draft agreement on climate and energy frankly leaves us questioning the motivation and sincerity of Mansion's previous stance and his repeated chant we must quote innovate not eliminate this means drive coal out of business for some green energy dream that has always been a lie if you don't believe me, look at the $780 billion spent in the Biden administ- or the Obama administration on infrastructure, green infrastructure, that never happened. It never happened. But companies like Solyndra got billions of dollars from the federal government and summarily went out of business. The current Schumer Mansion draft agreement will quickly diminish our coal production operations and all but obviate any need to innovate coal assets. They're doing the same thing with oil. They're driving up lease prices for land. They're driving up the price of everything because that's what they want to do. They want to make us the third world, and they're going to do it. And if you don't believe me, please find a tractor trailer or a farm field tractor or a uh, container ship or a tank or most, uh, all fishing vessels that are electric. Got any? Any uh, heavy-duty F-350 electric trucks out there? See, they're giving you no choice. And it's going to become so expensive for you to live that probably the only thing that will be able to save you is a bailout from the government. i got to tell you guys. Um, I've got more on this, and I want to get some audio from Joe Manchin, who's a weasel, who is a weasel. He, he's painted a good picture. We got to believe him. We thought, oh, hey, man, he's standing in the way of the filibuster. He's on our side. And then we find out that he can be paid. He can be bought and paid for. 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. Now, last year, when Joe Manchin would not go along with the Build Back Better bill, because, you know, he's really down with his uh, his constituents in West Virginia, well, his wife was going to get, he, the agency she represented was going to get a billion dollars that she could just pony up to anybody. See, this is this is what, hard of being the, uh, the CEOs and the uh, board of directors of a five-plus trillion dollar company gets you. So weasels like Joe Manchin can get control of a whole lot of money and send it to his buddies, and everybody does it. And I, I would say, uh, well, a, a gigantic share of them in, in Washington, D.C. do just this. I think that there are a few who do not, and mostly because they probably only have been there a short while, like MTG and Lauren Boebert. Democrat Party leaders made promises related to an oil pipeline. It's a natural gas pipeline. And other energy priorities in order to lock down West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin's vote for the $739 billion spending package with historic funding levels for climate-related programs, which is a giant debacle. It's never worked. They spent more than this. $786 billion during the Obama administration for supposedly shovel-ready jobs. Do you remember that? See, if you've been on the planet long enough and you got a good uh, long-term memory, you remember things like this. And not one damn thing was done. 
with that $786 billion. Do you see any signs on the roads that said this road was built, this was built, this was built, this was built? No, not a damned thing. Giant slush fund. And they're trying to spend this with reconciliation. Reconciliation, procedural tact that would enable the party to get around the filibuster, force the measure through on a party line vote. According to a document outlining the framework of the agreement, Congress would, quote, require the relevant agencies to take all necessary options to permit the construction and operation of the Mountain Valley Pipeline, a project Manchin has long sought to deliver, a 304-mile pipeline spanning from southern Virginia to northwestern West Virginia has faced setbacks over oppositions from environmental groups. Manchin said on Tuesday the pipeline would help lower gasoline prices and create 2,500 new jobs. And if you believe that, I want to get some of the weed you're smoking because it's, I mean, it's got to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's not the case. United Mine Workers of America International, President uh, Cecil Roberts, has called for Congress to approve the legislation. Yeah. You know why? Because he's getting paid too. We're pleased to see uh, provisions that were included in the uh, IRA that will extend tax credits to renewable energy supply chain manufacturers that building uh, that build plants in coal fields. So this is from the uh, uh, United Mine Workers of America International. He's saying he's actually proud that they're going to build these renewable energy plants in coal fields. Good news for these uh, distressed communities. It'll be a boon for coal field jobs uh, outside of coal, and uh, they won't go anywhere because uh, windmills and solar are a joke. He probably getting a big old, big old payoff. Manchin said that this invests in the technologies needed for all fuel types, from hydrogen, uh, which, by the way, is not tenable at all, nuclear, which we're already using, uh, but uh, we are no longer near there, renewables, uh, nonsense, fossil fuels, bullcrap, energy storage, that's electric and batteries. I got a little bit more on this, including uh, the uh, the treacherous Joe Manson coming up in a few, and then we've got a whole bunch of other stuff to get to, including the American Association of Pediatrics and their continued push towards mutilating children is facing some major headwinds, and that also needs to stop. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Okay, so we've got a lot of stuff to uh, get to on the show, including uh, Ron DeSantis. There was a big uh, announcement about uh, Ron DeSantis. He was going to say something really big. Well, the uh, the news is that he is suspending a state attorney who was uh, funded by George Soros for failure to prosecute criminals, among other things. Um, and so we're going to hear about that uh, very shortly. Also, American Academy of Pediatrics is uh, is pushing trans-identifying teens towards the nuclear option of puberty blockers and hormones and eventually uh, surgery. We'll get into their big conference happening in Chicago, what they're attempting to do to America's children that should result in this agency uh, being shut down should result in uh, pediatric surgeons who would consider uh, such um, procedures uh, before a child reaches puberty or before their 18th birthday. It should uh, require them to leave the medical field altogether and start working at Walmart. But I don't even think Walmart would have those people. Anyway, that's all coming up on the Rob Carson Show. You hold on, Eileen. You hold on, Claude. We'll be with you after the top of the hour, 800 This is the Rob Carson Show.